Hey, why don't you grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. And you can pop your finger there. Of course, it wouldn't be a message without a story to start, hey? How good. Awesome. We're going to take this time in January to refresh. Now, today, what I want to do or what I want to achieve for you is to... Get rid of your agenda of what you think refreshing is. I know, sounds weird, right? So we've got a couple of stories to make my point. Who here works in a business that has an IT department? Anybody? Okay, not many. All right, awesome. If you've never dealt with an IT department before, there is two steps. The first two steps, they're always the same with IT. Whenever anything is broken. The first step, if, you have, if you've, you know, uh, been around that, you will know that the first step is, have you refreshed the page? Right? That is the first step every single time. Have you refreshed the page? Often, have you hard refreshed or cleared your cache? Like, have you actually gone off that page, come back? Are, are you ready to go? The second one is, you guessed it, have you turned it off and turned it back on again? Right? That is, they're the two IT diagnosis steps that are the most common. So why don't we do that with our lives? When something goes wrong, we, we don't lean back into God and refresh. Or we don't, you know, take a break, pause it, put it on hold, figure out what's going on and go back in again. Instead, we, we try and push through whatever. We don't take that moment to just refresh and see what is it. Before I talked about agendas, getting rid of your agenda. And so recently we've been talking to the kids a lot about this um, because I'm going to tell a story about Craig uh, because he's a legend and he always always says this. We've been like watching kids TV shows and watching kids movies before they're allowed to watch it because we don't want the kids to be, you know, uh, or, or marketed to politically with all the agendas and all of the stuff that's going on. And so Craig like a good mentor, I asked him the question. I said, hey, how'd you do this with your kids? And he said, I'm going to tell you a story. He said, when we were young parents, the worst thing was the Simpsons. The Simpsons. The Simpsons was horrible. Everybody hated it. And if you've been a Christian long enough, you'll remember that within Christian circles, the Simpsons was of the devil, right? Now, the Simpsons, particularly the main reason why the Simpsons was so bad was because of Bart and Homer's behavior, Right? Those two characters behave horribly, particularly. Now, Craig, with his awesome wisdom, said, I used to let my kids watch The Simpsons. I said, well, oh, really? He goes, but we'd watch it with them and we'd point out, hey, that's funny because you're not supposed to behave like that, but see how Bart's graffitiing? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that, right? And they would point out its, its humour and point out the agenda. Hey, see how Homer is sleeping at his desk? You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm talking to you work from home people, right? No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Agendas can sometimes be hidden though. Sometimes it's the little sly things. The little things, maybe even within the Simpsons. There's little sly things that they put in. Sometimes we approach God with our own agendas. We approach God with the what we want. Jesus, when he teaches us to pray, says, 
The first part, your kingdom come, your will be done. Not, not ours, yours, God. So with the context of refreshing our lives and not bringing our own agendas, I want to talk to you today about a few concepts. Back in October 2018, and then again in November 2021, I recycled a preach message. Yes, I did. Preached about the tanks. Now, if you don't know, that's okay. You can go and find it on YouTube. But it is, I'm not going to preach that again today. We're not recycling a second time uh, message. But the concept of the tanks is that within our lives, we have these three tanks that are always being drained and always being filled. And these three tanks are your spiritual tank, your emotional tank, and your physical tank. Now, the inputs for physical are obvious. What you eat, how you sleep, you know, uh, exercise, all those things. The inputs for the emotional tank are, are you doing hobbies, having fun, spending time with people, those, you know, having time for yourself. Then the inputs for your spiritual tank, reading, worship, time with God, prayer, right? The outputs, though, are usually where we, where we don't balance this well. We go, hey, yeah, I'm doing everything for my connect group. And that's a physical, emotional and spiritual output. And it just starts draining you. But if you're not putting enough in, then eventually you end up burnt out. And if you've ever been burnt out, it's a horrible feeling. See, the thing with these three tanks though, is that they're linked together. If your spiritual tank gets empty, You'll run on emotional and, and physical uh, you know, power for a little while, but eventually they'll drain too. Same goes, if your physical tank is empty, you might be able to run on emotional power for a while, but eventually everything will just get drained and you'll burn out. And so in that context, I want you throughout this month to be refreshed, to grow in life physically, emotionally, spiritually. We want to be totally refreshed and ready to take on 2024. Last year, does everybody remember our, uh, our one verse, our scripture from last year? Memory verse, Jono, go. No, he doesn't. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. It's not up there, it's fine. It's submit to the Lord in all our ways. Lean not on our own understanding. It is submission to God in refreshing. See, last year was a time for war. Last year was spiritual warfare and there will always be spiritual warfare. But right now in January, it's a time to refresh, to submit. So we're going to read from 1 Kings chapter 17. Now, we're going to read today one example and then we're going to read the promise from God. So we're going to pull out some principles and the promise from Jesus as to what to do when we're refreshing. So 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1 through to 11. Now, Elijah the Tishbite from Tish in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the few years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, 
um, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When, uh, when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you give me a little water um, in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. This here is the first time in Scripture that we're introduced to Elijah. But there's context to that first verse. Where, where Elijah says to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Right there is spiritual warfare. The previous chapter we see that Ahab, the, the king of Israel at the time, is an evil king. He is totally ungodly and he is, and he is uh, worshipping other gods. He's doing exactly what God had said not to do. And he's leading the kingdom of Israel horribly. So when Elijah comes to him and says, there's going to be drought in the land, by God's word, that's Elijah doing spiritual warfare. And immediately following spiritual warfare, God instructs Elijah to go and refresh. God inst instructs Elijah to go into the wilderness entirely unprepared, full Bear grill style. Full on, I'm going to feed you by ravens. How many men here today totally unprepared, could go into the wilderness and survive. I'm going to put my hand down. That's not me. All right, Julian's got it. Julian's got it. He's your man. He's your man. God instructs Elijah to go into the wilderness totally un unprepared. Would you go? If God said to you today, Head out into King Lake National Park. I'm going to feed you via ravens. Would you go? The third thing that happens here is that God refreshes Elijah physically. We can assume spiritually, and that's from reading chapter 19, where God does this yet again for Elijah. And of course, emotionally, because... Who doesn't love the wilderness, right? Who doesn't love going out to King Lake National Forest and just enjoying yourself, right? So it's emotionally, it's going, to be, it's going to be restful. But God provides Elijah with food, water, rest, and his presence. Right here, we see three principles at work. The first is that spiritual warfare it wrecks us and it hurts us and we need to refresh. 2023, it might've been a great year for you. You might've succeeded. 
it might have been a horrible year for you and you might have you felt like it was a failure. But either way, the warfare that you did in 2023 needs a refresh. God does this yet again for Elijah straight after his massive battle with the prophets of the prophets of Baal. God does the same thing again and refreshes him. The second principle is that Elijah listened to God without an agenda. Elijah listened to God without an agenda. It doesn't say in the Bible that Elijah prayed to God and said, God, I need a break. Give me a break. Just let me watch Netflix. Just let me play NBA 2K. Just let me, uh, you know, do some cross stitch. And that's all I want to do. Laura just got a visual image of me doing cross-stitch. Anyway, that's good. God didn't, Elijah didn't bring his agenda to how God wanted to refresh him. Elijah listened to God and did what he was told. This principle is surrender. Surrender without condition. Surrender to God. The second or sorry, the third principle here at play is Elijah let God lead him in his refreshing. So throughout January, how this is going to play out is I want God to guide your refreshing, not Netflix, not Google, because they're the two traps. If Netflix guides your refreshing, then you're just going to sit there and be a couch potato, right? The other one is the Google guides you're refreshing. Uh, Verses on refreshing. You know we're all going to Google that, right? That's what I don't want you to do. Let God guide your refresh. This principle is trust or staying surrendered. Jesus promises this. Abide in me and I will abide in you. Abide is to stay in. Again, Paul hits the Galatians church about this later and says, Galatians church, why are you trying to finish in works what you started in faith? Right? This, the, these principles of surrender and stay surrender, they're separate. Because the Galatians church surrendered, but it didn't stay surrendered. There was disciples that surrendered, but didn't stay surrendered. I know in my life I've surrendered, but I didn't stay surrendered. That's the trickier one. Because life just gets us. You've got to manage finances. You've got to manage you know, family and relationships and friendships and obligations and responsibilities and kids' sport. and You've got to, you've got to balance life and your health and all of the stuff that goes on. It's really easy for us to just go straight back into trying to do it ourselves. These three principles is that you need refreshing, surrender and stay surrendered. Now I said we were going to look at promise by Jesus. So would you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11 and we're going to read verse 28 to 30. 
So we're going to read, this is, there's the kind of two times where Jesus promises this. This one says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and, I will, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For the kids, I'm going to explain what a yoke is. For all the adults who already know what a yoke is, because they're all farmers, that's okay. And for the adults that don't know what a yoke is, you can listen in too, that's okay. For the kids, a yoke is a big wooden piece that goes between two farm animals, between their necks. It's how you kind of join two bulls together to, to push the cart or pull the cart. It's how you join two horses together. And so what God's saying here is, take my yoke, Join your life to my life. Join your life to my way. And the burden is easy and the burden is light. Could you imagine a tiny little calf being yoked to a massive bull? Like a humongous bull. Who's going to be doing all the heavy lifting? The humongous bull. If you can't tell in this metaphor, you're the tiny little calf and God is the big bull, not the other way around. Jesus says that his, that my burden is light. Jesus is, is good. He will take you. He will give you rest. Surrender and you'll find rest. Stay surrendered. Take up his yoke. Partner with him and the burden will be light. Again, Jesus promises this. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Wow. Jesus right here says, If you surrender and you take up my way, you actually live a better life. You will find your life. But if you don't, and you do it your way, you won't. We sung earlier, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. My righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. God wants to do a refreshing work in you, but nothing but the blood of Jesus will do it. You can, you can leave here today. You can go home and you can binge watch Netflix for the next three hours. You could go back into the normal routine, work and, and do all the things that you've been doing. But all of that will always and forever fall short of the blood of Jesus. Because nothing can make you whole again. 
remember these three principles throughout January is that even if it doesn't feel like it, God wants to do a refreshing in your life. Even if it doesn't feel like you've been at war last year. You could, you could be like David, absolutely victorious and feeling on top of the world, but it's still spiritual warfare. You can feel like Elijah who won the battle and still felt horrible afterwards. God wants to do a refreshing in your life. The second is to surrender, to worship with no agenda, not because you need or you want to, only because you want to be with God, only to be with Him. That's it. No agenda, no no God, I want you to give me my hair back. You know, it's not going to happen. It's fine. No need, no want, no, no agenda to come back with. Only, God, I want to be with you. And then thirdly, to stay surrendered. Let God guide your refreshing throughout January, throughout your life, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Let Him lead you. Throughout January, we're going to create some opportunities for you to put Jesus back at the centre of your life. More worship, as we talked about, more prayer. But also, I want to give you inspiration to seek God daily. We sing that song, or at least I listen to it a lot, so maybe we don't sing any, Jesus at the centre of it all. And it talks about Jesus being the centre And I was challenged. So I want to ask you these questions. Is Jesus currently the centre of your marriage? Is Jesus currently the centre of your family? Is Jesus currently the centre of your work, your school? This one was the one that hit me the hardest is, is Jesus at the center of every single day? Because the answer to that is no. Not every day. I wish he was. God, I thank you. I thank you that your principles, that You refreshed Elijah, the principles that you promised that you would do. God, I pray that we take hold of those today. Lord, I pray that you would refresh us through January. Lord, that we would be surrendered to you today. Your will and your way, what you want to do. No agenda, no hidden hidden thing that we want to achieve out of this only to hear you, to be with you and to do what you want to do. And God, please help us, empower us by the Holy Spirit to stay surrendered to you, to stay in that relationship, to trust you, to trust you in how you want to refresh us to not be tempted to go to Google, to not be tempted to go to our normal things that we think refresh us. God, but to let you do that, to let you show us 
how you're going to refresh us. Holy Spirit, we pray throughout January that you have your way. Have your way in each and every heart. And God, be the center of every day. In your wonderful, mighty name. Amen. Amen. I'd love to give an opportunity. If you've never surrendered your life to Christ, you've never heard about Jesus, you've never heard about what we're talking about today, I just want to tell you very quickly that Jesus loves you. God loves you. And so Jesus came and He died for your sin. That was what we were talking about was what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. God wants this relationship that we've been talking about today with you. And if you've not made that decision to have that relationship, it's a really easy decision. It's the most life-changing decision you'll ever make, but it's the easiest decision. Is all it takes is faith. To believe that Jesus is your Lord and Saviour and to confess that. That's all it is. There is no works. There is no, no thing that you have to do, no box that you have to tick. It is only believe in Jesus and you will be saved. If you want to make that decision today, I'd love to encourage you to come and see me, to come and see Meg after the service. We'll give you a Bible, get to know you, get to, get to help you, connect you up with somebody that can help you on this road. But if that's you, I want to pray for you today. God, I pray and I thank you so much that you sent your son to die for us, to die for me. And God, I accept and I I confess with my mouth, Lord, that I'm a sinner and that I've sinned. And God, I pray and I thank you that Jesus is the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. And I choose faith in Him. Lord, forgive me and set me free. In your mighty, wonderful name. Amen.